your lot of celebrities going to be at the royal wedding this weekend? Like Serena Williams, the Spice Girls. Yeah, but Yanni had to RSVP. No, he said, I think I got the invitation by mistake. This envelope was addressed to Laurel. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I can only assume that the Knife Media is really taking on the royal wedding coverage. We'd like to welcome Jen's Eric Gould to the program. Hey, how's it going? Good morning, Jack. How are you? Uh, we're awesome. Uh, if you don't know the Knife Media, we've been doing this every week. Yeah. You yeah. Can you? Can he not? Oh. He can. He cannot hear me, people. Can you hear me now? Now I can. Okay. Now I can. Uh, the Knife Media. We do been doing this every week. The Knife Media. They analyze uh, news and try to look at how it's biased in what ways that they're slanting it one way or the other. And uh, we've found it very, very interesting. And I guess you're not taking on the royal wedding. That's good. We haven't yet, but, yeah. but we'll take a request. Yeah, it's slanted towards stupid, I'll tell you that. Um, a couple of the stories I'm interested in, and to me, th- this is one where you're you're always, as long as I've been following this story, uh, it's ha- hard to find a news organization that's not pushing one way or the other, the opening of the embassy in Jerusalem, the violence there in Gaza. How have you taken in the media coverage of that at the Knife Media? Yeah, look, I mean, you're right. It's it's very difficult to report the story with objectivity and balance. Um, can you hear me okay? There's some... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a difficult story to report, of course. Um, but what we did, was, and what we found was interesting. We took... Um, you know, more liberal-leaning outlets like Washington Post, New York Times, MSNBC, and we compared it to more conservative-leaning outlets, and you found a strong bias on both sides. Um, and you also found that a lot of other factors were not included at all. For instance? Yeah, for, for instance, so like Washington Post and, and the New York Times, for example, um, were bla- you know, blaming the U.S. and Israel for this, blaming the embassy. Uh, it was a strong, you know, the, the contrast between the, the violent protests and the opening of the embassy uh, was front and center. And other factors like Hamas's role weren't really considered. Um, the fact that the protests started months ago um, and weren't related to the embassy opening when the protests started wasn't really considered. I didn't even know that. On, on, the, on the other hand, you had, um, in the more conservative outlets, you had a heavy emphasis on the role of Hamas and the Palestinians, and, and they're to blame. Uh, and not much of a consideration of how you know, the U.S. and Israel, uh, the role that they played. So I didn't even know that the protests had started a long time ago, and I've taken in quite a bit of uh, info on this. So obviously that was being, either they didn't know, I guess that'd be the charitable thing, or uh, uh, that didn't fit into the particular narrative they were pushing. Can you hear me okay, gents? We have a technical problem. Goodbye, and he is gone. You want to try calling him up again? I'm actually interested in that conversation. So I had no idea that those very protests had been going on for some time, uh, which is a pretty important piece of the story to leave out. Now, the bias on the story of Israel versus the Palestinians, that's been going on for a long time. And, uh, you know, it doesn't just break down on liberal conservative. You've got you've got religious, non-religious. You've got uh, the whole, uh, Joe's always talking about the, the oppressor victim uh, argument, which is just some people are always into who's the victim, who's who's the most powerful, who's the least powerful, and the least powerful is always on the side of right and everything that is good, and the most powerful is not. We welcome back uh, Jen's Eric Gould. I hope you can hear us better now. 
I can, yeah. yeah. So, Not sure how much you you heard, but uh, yeah, I did. Well, I heard everything. You just couldn't hear me. But so I was wondering, did they did they not know that the protests had started there in Gaza before the opening of the embassy, or is that a particular slant? I suppose you have no way of knowing that. Well, I think they knew. I mean, some some outlets included it, but it was it was downplayed, or in some cases omitted. Right, and and it's more you know slant is about how you place information, what you emphasize and what you don't, and what you put in the headline and what you what you don't put in the headline. If I put something in the headline in the lead paragraph and then put another detail way down at the bottom, you know, well we read top to bottom, so you're sure. gonna you're gonna that's gonna, you're gonna take it in in that way. Right? Excellent point, and that that one. Uh... People don't uh, talk about that much. I take in stories all the time where a sentence will get thrown in at the end of an article or the end of a, a, a broadcast on television that almost nullifies everything they've talked about for the previous five minutes. Exactly. And I think what's important about this, this Israel and this Gaza story is that, you know, if, if we have really polarized media coverage, if we have biased coverage, and it's biased on, on both sides, on all sides, that makes it harder to find a consensus in the conflict itself because it just sure. it just fans the flames. Right? There seem to be some stories, this might be the best example, that it's just impossible to find it find somebody that doesn't come at it from a point of view as seeing one side is better than the other. Well, I challenge everyone to read our raw data and see if it's better than most of the media coverage. Yeah, good idea. And we're talking about the knife media. One particular part of that, and then we'll move on to another story, but the term protester, how do you feel about that? Well, these terms are important to analyze. You have protester, you have demonstrator. One one important thing is that the parties themselves spin it. So, So one party calls them rioters, and the other one calls them peaceful demonstrators well they're the same people so the terms that you use are very important and they make it's still a perception in your mind right? and news outlets need to they need to be aware of what what terms they're using yeah um demonstrator versus rioter boy that's a that's a pretty huge difference so huge, yeah. how did you see it mostly breaking down i'm assuming that the the liberal media was more uh, saw it more as a uh, overly aggressive uh, on the part of Israel, and were more uh, compassionate toward the demonstrators or protesters or rioters, and uh, the conservative outlets thought Israel was doing what they had to do. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. So it it broke down who they blamed. Yeah. Broke down the way I expected. Okay, cool. Well, we're talking with Jen Zary Gold, who's with the Knife Media. Uh, another story, I just because I brought this up a little while ago, Gina Haspel getting confirmed as a CIA director. I was surprised that it didn't get more coverage that she's the first woman, and I thought maybe that was because she uh, was part of the whole torturing thing and she's a Republican. I feel like if it were a, a, a Democrat administration, we would be touting a lot more the fact that she's the first woman head of the CIA. Well, it's interesting. Our analysis is in process, so I, I won't say everything, but I will tell you what we're looking at it actually goes to your point. We're comparing the New York Times coverage of Haspel's confirmation to their coverage of John Brennan's confirmation in 2013. And what it appears to be, we don't have ratings yet, is that um, the, the, the Haspel coverage is more distorted and more negative. The Brennan coverage uh, in 2013 during the Obama administration is quite data-based and straightforward. Uh, which is interesting. And now we're also looking at, we're doing the same thing with Fox, and it's almost the, re- the reverse. Wow. There's, now there's, there's a shock. There's, yeah, there's, they're very positive about Haspel, and they, and they were negative about Brennan. So, hey, explain what you mean when you talk about reporting being uh, data-based. What I mean is stating the facts in objective, 
quantifiable, measurable terms. So, you know, just saying what happened, not in a way that's infused with opinion or sensationalism or dramatized, just, just stating what happened. And that's what we strive to do when we write the news. But a lot of times what you'll find in news outlets will mix the two together and you don't really know what's fact and what's the news outlet's own opinion. So, for instance, you could have a sentence that says she was a CIA operative from 2005 to 2010. I'm just making up numbers. Or you could say she had a controversial tenure as a CIA operative from 2005 to 2010. Exactly. And what we would say is it's it's much better to say the, the first sentence that you said because it's the fact. And then if readers want to interpret that as a controversial tenure, they can do that. You know, we, yeah. we, you know, we, we all have brains. We can evaluate it. But if I tell you it's a controversial tenure, then I'm giving you the opinion and, and telling you that it's fact. Yeah, that's, I love that stuff. That is really interesting. And I see it now that you've made me uh, aware of various terms and strategies. I see it a lot more. Let's finish with a silly one, because we did the Florida prom tiger story. I think it was yesterday. Somebody at a high school prom. This must have been a pretty upscale high school because they had all kinds of exotic beasts there. But uh, they had a, a tiger in a cage. And you guys actually at Knife Media analyzed the coverage of that. We did. Yeah, we did. Well, you know, the coverage was, again, talking about you know, database. It wasn't database. You had a lot of, you know, spin and a lot of sarcasm, too, basically mocking the school. Um, and, you know, you can certainly make an argument that this is not a not a humane way. It's a, it's a, you know, it could be a cruel way to treat, you know, an endangered species. Um, but if it is a problem, then we should look at all the other examples. Of Forcing it to watch society. high school kids make out, I agree. That is a cruel way to treat a beast. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but so how was the coverage of it? Well, it was it was fun. They made it into a spectacle. They sensationalized it. And, and you know, I think that's often what happens. It, it could be an opportunity to really talk about the issue and like, okay, if we're mistreating animals in, in, in this country, well, let, let's talk about it. And if this is a problem, well, what about LSU football's tiger? They have a real tiger at their stadium. Is that a problem? What about um, using wild animals as entertainment in lots of different contexts? Are those problems, too? You know, we, we should talk about it. And Not just mock the school. That's it, right. Good point. Good point. So they did the story. So basically it just was, hey, look, there was a tiger at this prom. That's the whole story. If they wanted to get into the issue, they could have brought up those other things that, that you mentioned, but they didn't. They just wanted to say, hey, look, there's a tiger at this prom. And they had to try to justify it with some sort of supposed controversy. That's uh, that's pretty hilarious. The media is what you think it is. Uh, Jen's Eric Gould with the Knife Media. We have a link at armstrongandgetty.com. We appreciate you coming on every Friday to talk about this stuff. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a good point. So many of the stories that are in the news are really they don't want to just say, "Hey, look, they had a tiger at their prom," because it seems beneath them or dumb or something. They have to pretend there's a story there. But if they wanted to get into the issue of tigers held captive, they could get into zoos and other instances. But they didn't do that because that would be work, and you know that'd be an actual story. That's pretty hilarious. Um. Yeah, that demonstrator versus rioter. You got the same people running at a fence. Completely different term, completely different story, just based on your point of view. I don't know what would be the best thing to call. What would be a non-objective thing to call the people? Just call them Gaza citizens running at the fence? Maybe that's the way to do it. Uh, We do have the last hour, half hour of the show in which I'm going to leave. And uh, Sean, Michael, Hanson, and Marshall will be in charge for the last half hour, which I'm somewhat nervous about. But I would suggest you tune in because it could be the end of the program. Can I go with you? <laughs> you don't want to be a part of it. I don't blame you. 
Uh, how about if somebody says, is there a doctor on this flight? We have an emergency. And the Surgeon General steps forward. That's what happened yesterday. Among other stories coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The CDC has announced that romaine lettuce is safe to eat again, so I guess that's what passes for good news these days. <laughs> Romaine's back. Uh, okay. Um, so we got a bad story out there. I hate to do this. We might need transmission, transition music. Not transmission music. I don't know what that is. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> we might need transition music after this. Got another high school shooting. This is in Texas. Eight people are dead. They're not certain yet if they're students, teachers, or law enforcement, or what mix of it. The shooter is in custody. And I think the reason you're not hearing much about it is because the number's only eight. I think that's where we are in this conversation. When eight people end up dead in a shooting at a school, it's kind of a, yeah, we'll get to that story eventually. It's got to be, you know, 20 or 50 or something before we start talking about it. But And as a just a, a typical forewarning, be very wary of any sort of information in the first 24 hours it often comes out that those those um, initial reports are almost always almost wrong. all of it is always wrong in the first 24 hours so that number may be wrong well everything i've told you so far may be wrong but that is what is currently being reported so what is our current transition music that we use from awful to more lighthearted? all right this erases your brain we'll wait till we get to the hook here there you go Good tune. It's the audio version of the memory erase thing from the Men in Black movies when they would just flash that thing in your eyes. Yeah, and it's a story of inspiration because this guy got his tongue caught in a cheese grater. But he continues his music career. Here's the hook again. Uh, <laughs> so yesterday on a plane, somebody uh, passes out, goes down, whatever happens. Do we have a on board the surgeon general in his bow tie i assume because he always wears a bow tie <laughs> stood up i'm here i'm a doctor yeah the surgeon general is actually a doctor the u.s surgeon general and he goes back and helps out the person and says we should turn this plane around and they do and everything is fine now. unlike so, say a dr phil who if you were in that very same situation <laughs> right. and someone said is there a doctor on the plane and he said yeah so i could help out and he just started giving you clever colloquialisms as you you know asphyxiate on the floor <laughs> Dr. Phil would be of no help whatsoever. Have you tried not choking? <laughs> or a DJ. Yes, yes, exactly. Dr. Johnny Fever would be of no help either. <laughs> Dr. Johnny St. Clair, he couldn't help you. I can play eight hits in a row, but I can't do anything with your infarction. No, an actual doctor, the U.S. Surgeon General, who is? Can anybody name him? Jerome Adams. Nice. Have, I couldn't have told you that for $1 million. I read that story earlier today, and I forgot. <laughs> right. Uh, interesting article in the Washington Examiner. Democrats are testing just how far left they can go. Apparently, in a number of races around the country, they're trying to analyze how far left can they go 
in a national election and win. They're testing a lot of the Bernie Sanders stuff, the health care for everyone, free college for everyone, that stuff that, you know, had arenas cheering his name. Can they run on that, say, against Donald Trump for the presidency? Quote, Super far left. Quote, unquote, debt-free college, I feel is going to be a huge platform that they're going to be running on. Definitely could be. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. That'll be exciting, one way or t'other. Um, I wanted to hit all these little ones. Oh, the MTA which is the Metropolitan Transportation Authority that allows subways in... Uh, is it Boston or New York that has the... Uh, New York, I believe. New York. They are uh, allowing sex toy ads on the subway. <laughs> and I'm seeing the cartoon here, and it, it's not obviously a sex toy ad, although if you look closer, it clearly is. And do you need to have that in front of the kids? Uh, their argument was, well, you're allowing uh, male enhancement ads and breast enhancement ads, so why not this? And instead of saying, we're drawing the line here, they said, you know what? We don't want to be unfair to anyone. So, yeah, you can have sex toy ads on the subway for your kids to enjoy. Fantastic. Just fantastic. That's the other story I wanted to get to. Did you even know that this was happening? I did not. Walmart has been trying, apparently for quite some time, to go upscale and get a more upscale audience. I didn't even know that they were doing this. It hadn't caught my eye, uh, eye yet. The world's largest retailer continues to get larger, especially online, and they're trying to get a more affluent audience by carrying items online such as Bose sound systems and Tommy Bahama clothing. I didn't even know Walmart was going there. They're trying to shift perceptions. Going all the way upscale to Tommy Bahama Hawaiian shirts, huh? (laughs) Going to start catering to people that wear shoes. Well, if you dwell, these are just unkind things you're saying about my Walmart. I was at Walmart yesterday. I was going to get my tire uh, repaired, but they had a two-hour wait, so I didn't. I was kind of ex- hoping that I could get my car in because I was going to buy a TV. Because as I've mentioned, my son busted our television. And in an attempt to punish him, we have not he has not been able to watch any TV. I thought, this will really punish him. But the only person that's ended up punishing is me. Ah. He has lived fine without television. I, on the other hand, have been watching NBA games on a 13-inch television <laughs> in the kitchen. And uh, so the, the only person that's suffering due to the not having a television is me. Son threw the remote control at the television? I didn't I didn't know you could. And hit it and put a crack in it. You oh. wouldn't think that would end your television, but it did. It no longer does it anything. It wouldn't even just turn on at all? It turns on, but sparks come out of it. Oh, that seems bad. Switch, yeah, it just doesn't seem like a very good idea. Sparks come out of a crack in the front of the screen. Not exactly sure what's happening there. Uh, when you turn it on, it's yes, light sparks shoot out of it. So that sounds exciting for the first couple times. <laughs> yeah, the kids thought it was cool. Of course they did. But so uh, I want to I want to upgrade from the 13 inch to something a little larger. But but anyway, maybe I'll get it at Walmart. My ups, I'll get a Tommy Bahama shirt, some Bose speakers. <laughs> Wear the Tommy Bahama for the royal wedding viewing party that you're hosting. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, a battle over abortion back in the news is that Trump administration brings back the Reagan rule. America's birth rate hitting a record low and a royal wedding exclusive answers to questions you never thought to ask. Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. We are doing all British music in honor of the royal wedding. That demographic story you've got about birth rate is the biggest story in America. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm 
scouring the internet. There's another school shooting today yeah. in Texas, uh, which Marshall's going to tell you everything that he thinks he knows about. But I'm scouring the internet for info, not because I think it is worth much, as we pointed out. Everything you hear in the first 24 hours tends to be wrong. I'm mostly interested in just seeing how people react. What information gets thrown out there in the first 24 hours. Um, It's usually the same stuff, thoughts and prayers. How about we do something about guns instead of praying? You know, those conversations. It's kind of interesting. What did you come across with the MAGA hat there, uh, Sean? Oh, well, a lot of the early kind of coverage is about this guy who showed up to the school with a American flag and a MAGA hat on, and everything he's saying is about, hey, this is a horrible situation. You know, the I'm, I'm just here to offer support in any way I can. But because he's wearing a MAGA hat and has an American flag on it, that's where all the focus and the attention is going. It just seems very weird to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, do we know that that actually happened? Have you seen a picture so we know it's true? Oh, or yeah, I've maybe seen, it, maybe no, it's... I've seen videos of him okay. being interviewed yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. As you're talking about the uh, very grim story developing today, President Trump is getting briefings on the shooting, a uh, school shooting in Texas. Trump tweeting that early reports are not looking good. He also said, God bless all. NBC News is now reporting nine people are reportedly dead after that shooting at a Texas Gulf Coast high school. The suspected shooter is in custody. Apparently, a police officer got badly wounded as well. They had to... Uh, fly him apparently to the hospital. So, so that's what the, we've got the, right now. The shooter, we think, again, often this stuff is wrong, but uh, the shooter they think we think is alive and in custody. So at yep. least we get a chance to perhaps find out what's going on: mental illness, anger, whatever. Go ahead. Meanwhile, the battle over abortion is heating up again. The Trump administration reportedly targeting Planned Parenthood in federal funding for family planning. The White House. Expected to unveil changes to federal regulations, making it more difficult for family planning clinics to perform abortions. Now, Republicans have long accused groups like Planned Parenthood of skirting federal rules that restrict the use of federal dollars for those procedures. Democrats are saying the Republicans are just trying to fire up their conservative base ahead of November's midterm election. Well, both sides do that a lot in the abortion issue, and nobody ever gets to. And I'm, this is all I'm going to bring up every time abortion is a topic for the rest of my life or until something's done. There is overwhelming agreement that second and late-term abortions should end among everyone. Yep. Republicans, Democrats, independents. You could actually do something on that front would make a lot of us feel better about the whole story. But uh, that never happens. We argue about these around-the-edges issues of funding here and there, and, and, and people just like that argument because you can get people in the right. street, get people to donate to campaigns, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, the number of women giving birth in America continues to fall as the birth rate reached a new record low in 2017. Report- now, this is the biggest story in America. New report, new report by the Centers for Disease Control found just under 4 million babies were born in the U.S. last year. That's a 2% drop from 2016 and the lowest number in 30 years. The drop in birth rates from 2016 to 2017 was the largest single-year drop since 2010. You've got teen birth rates dropping 7% from 2016. Which is obviously fantastic. Record lows recorded for women in their 20s. Women in their 40s saw an increase in birth rates. Yeah, people are having uh, babies later. But um, overall, uh, births going uh, down. We're just not going to have enough people to grow as a population. Which, when you're spending more money 
than you take in, and your whole Social Security, everything system is built on more workers, taxpayers. Right. Like, that, that system cannot work right. without having more babies. And now, following up with another exclusive Armstrong and Getty Royal Wedding Report. The Royal Wedding tomorrow. <laughs> Prince Harry marrying American actress... Megan! Markle answers to questions about the nuptials you never thought to ask. First out of the box, will any of the Queen's beloved corgis be attending? Oh, good Lord. Insiders say probably not. She has three, Jack. Fantastic. Two are dorgies, which are... Named I, don't and care. <laughs> two are dorgies, which are dash hound corgi mixes. Dorgies? Dorgies. Dorkies. Dorgies. Okay. They're uh, named Vulcan and Candy, and she's got one adopted corgi. <laughs> Next question you never... She, she didn't birth the third one? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Next question you never thought to ask. What name will be on Megan's driver's license? Again, insiders tell the Armstrong and Getty show exclusively the best guess is Rachel Megan Mountbatten Windsor. Mountbatten? Windsor, the last name adopted by the British royal family in 1917. Oh my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> King George V changed the name from the German Saxe Coburg and Gotha to the English name Windsor during World War I, mm-hmm. when it was not a great idea to have a German name in Britain. So are they actually the lineage of like Henry VIII? Or he was a tutor, I believe. Yes. Eh, who cares? Yeah, I'm not. Like he helped people with their biology homework. <laughs> T U D O R. Oh. The Tudor family. And for your... uh, So not a sedan. As opposed to the Stuart family, (laughs) King James of the King James Bible was a Stuart, thereby being actually King Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) And for your viewing pleasure and planning, CBS, ABC, BBC America, TLC, HBO, Hallmark, and E are all offering live streams and commentary starting in the wee hours Saturday morning. In the U.S., the wedding coverage kicks off at 1 a.m. on the West Coast. Prince Harry seems like a really good dude. On the other hand, the whole royal family thing is stupid. I I hope after this they find some sort of... of, I'm sure they'll be very happy and and fine, but I I hope they can exist as people in some way. Yeah, who's the first one that's ever just going to say this is all dumb? This is just dumb. I'm not doing this. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Walking away from your royal duties? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go get a job somewhere or take my cut and leave or something. I think Harry's probably the closest so yeah, far. Yeah, you know, he's the one who joined the military and got yep. involved in actual fighting. Actually, so. yeah, actually yeah. served in the military yep. as a regular guy. Yep, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Megan! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. As I mentioned, all your more big morning network shows, the Today Show, Good Morning America, etc., they got to correspondence in England covering the royal wedding like it's something. Of course, the sort of person that's sitting home watching morning television is probably into that. Is your lamos? No offense. We used to be on morning television. We took calls from lamos all the time. Yeah, that's what every call started like, right there. Uh, we'll keep our eye on this school shooting. Yeah. I uh, I don't necessarily have the stomach for the same conversation about guns and this and that over and over again, but. Uh, We'll try to figure out what's going on. The mental health aspect of it, I have more tolerance for because maybe we can start to make some headway there. I don't know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do So clearly Laurel <laughs> It's Laurel Definitely Laurel It's Laurel But I could deflect and divert to Yanny if you need me to it's clearly Yanny. Yanny. Definitely Yanny. Yanny's a winner. Laurel's a loser. Sarah, it's been reported that you hear Laurel. How do you respond? Clearly you're getting your information from CNN because that's fake news. Uh, all I hear is Yanny. Oh, man, that's Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. It's, it's Laurel, America. Definitely hashtag Laurel. Who's Yanny? I hear Kofefi. What's that, Trump? Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? <laughs> Was that Trump at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I hear Kofefi. That's mm. pretty funny. Um, you heard Sarah Sanders in there. That was the White House getting in on the Laurel versus Yanni debate, which is, uh, tells you that the whole thing is completely It's done. It's Mom's on Facebook over. now. Everybody, we got to find something else. <laughs> Mom is on Facebook. It's over. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mom is uh, doing, what's this dance? <laughs> flossing. Mom is flossing. The dance is over. <laughs> Uh, but we did get a text. Now, I heard uh, Yanni for the first time yesterday, so I've heard both. We, we we had somebody who said, I listened with one ear piece in, and I had heard this story for a while, but then I put the earpiece in the other ear for some reason. Heard Laurel in one ear, Yanni in the other. Same clip. That person is the key to bringing us all together. Now, that is strange. We I'm need gonna, to study his DNA. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I'm going to go through some of the texts, and some of them are pretty serious. Because uh, we have a school shooting that happened in Texas, and it looks like early reports are nine dead. We don't know teachers, students. We don't know anything, really, uh, other than they're reporting that the uh, shooter is in custody and uh, alive. Uh, more on that in a second. Um, please tell Marshall that it's pronounced Dachshund, not Dashhound. Eh, I'm fine with Dashhound. They'll answer to what I call them. I like it because I like dash hound because that explains what they do. They're a hound and they kind of dash all over the place. They got the long backs, with the, which they breed to be longer and longer until they actually have back problems and can't walk, which is just stupid. Well, I got a pug, which they breed until their faces get more and more spushed, so they can't breathe properly, which is also crazy. Soon we're going to be asking for anchor babies with this demographics. We're going to be begging for people to sneak across the border. We're going to be reinstating polygamy so Mormons can help. Says this texter. At some point, you need people, which might be Joe's always had the theory that that that's part of the whole uh, immigration thing is that inside government, they secretly know we need people and we're not going to have babies on our own. I mean, what are you going to do? Could that's be. a good point, Jack. There's well, virtual Joe do, there doing something where 20 somethings don't start out their adult life with six figures of college debt and, a, and, and rent that's, you know, 50% of what their starting salary is. Well, might help. That might be the Bernie Sanders argument. We'll get into that more at some point, I'm sure. Uh, Harry and Meg will open a fish and chip shop. Uh, run away from the royal family. This shooting's not going to be as big a deal because it wasn't an AR-15. It was a shotgun. That's what this texture says. I haven't heard that report. Is anybody else? Uh, that's the first I've heard of, of, of what sort of gun Again, was Again, everything you hear in the first 24 hours. Uh, often wrong. Uh, I just got a 50-inch 4K TV for two ninety nine at Walmart. $299. I've got my first, not my first big screen TV. My first big screen TV was the size of a car. Remember when they used to be like four feet deep? It took up your entire room. 
but my first flat screen, big screen TV, I hate to even say this out loud. I think I paid $5,000 for it. It's like a 40-inch television. You could get that quality of television now for $200. That's how much they've gone down in that amount of time. And it was so heavy, I had to rent a U-Haul trailer and have a bunch of people help me carry it. I mean, it's incredibly heavy. Um, and now they weigh nothing and they cost nothing. That's well, the way technology changes. And this one, this is uh, about my story with my kid. Because I'm leaving at 9.30 today for a, uh, a psychiatrist appointment. I wish you best of luck with your child's doctor appointment today. We know what it's like to put all your hopes in one appointment. We usually have a psychiatrist appointment once a month, along with multiple therapy sessions each month. My son ate food out of the garbage can at school the other day. He's tried to break all the windows at the school library. I have nothing but empathy for you and your family. Yeah, man, you, you can you can have adults, kids, whatever, that do all kinds of strange things. You don't have any idea why, and you're trying to get to the bottom of it. And it's, it's really tough and really troubling, and... You know, and it's getting a lot of attention lately between the between the homeless conversation. How many of the homeless people have mental illness that we don't know what it is? School shooter today or any of the school shooters, how many of them have mental illness? We don't we don't we don't know how to identify it. We don't know how to identify it before anybody gets hurt. We don't know what it is. We don't know how to medicate it. Man, this is it's a complicated, complicated story. Um, And uh, I'm going to learn more about that today, I hope. Anything else breaking on this school shooting before I move on to something else? No, I was just scanning the, the major outlets. I was looking for any other mention of, the, of, of what sort of gun was used. I haven't seen that mentioned. Now, one, uh, the, the latest that I'm seeing is the, the number now is 10 dead, this, but that could change. So This uh, story broke a couple of hours ago. Less reporting than you usually see on this sort of thing. One texter said, I'm hoping it's because the media is finally showing restraint. And instead of running with uh, information that's not confirmed or glorifying shooters and making folk heroes out of them, we're waiting. On the other hand, it might be eight dead as it was really originally reported just doesn't get anybody's attention anymore. It's got to be 20 before it makes the news. I hope that's not it. I hope we're not that cynical. Uh, this just handed to me by Marshall. There are concerns about possible explosives around the site of the high school in Texas. Several Santa Fe high school students don't be confused. It's Santa Fe is the name of the high school, but it's in Texas. They've said there was an explosion inside a classroom before shots rang out. Law enforcement is sweeping the school as well. KPRC, which is a news outlet, I guess, in the area, reports the bomb squad is also at a home near the school after finding a bomb along the roadway. At least they have nine people are reported dead. If this turns out to be true, and who knows if it is, this would be a new wrinkle in school shootings. If um, they actually had a bomb in the classroom or somewhere along the roadway or something like that, didn't the scumbags at Columbine, didn't they attempt to get a bomb to go off, but it didn't work? I think that they was, had some very rudimentary like pipe yeah, bombs. That, that was part of their uh, heinous plan. So we'll see and keep our eye on it. I, I have no more idea what to do about this than anything else. I'm, so I was looking at Trump's Twitter feed, and he uh, he made a statement just a, a little bit ago about, you know, thoughts and prayers and hearts go out and FBI and the same thing presidents always say, which is fine. Um, but I was looking at President Trump's Twitter feed, and uh, a lot of the uh, responses, um, blood is on your hands for being in the pocket of the NRA, that whole conversation. I just I, I just I, I just can't have these same conversations over and over again. I just, I, I can't do it. It doesn't seem to go anywhere. 
if we find out that this kid was uh, known to have mental illness, known, known to have problems for a long time, maybe we can go somewhere there. Finally, I bet I don't know. We'll wait till we'll wait till more info comes out. You know, the media, the media might not be jumping on this the way they usually do for the same reason I'm feeling about it right now. What are you going to say? What are you freaking going to say that we didn't say last month or the week before that or the week before that? What are you going to freaking say at this point? I'm, 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 I'm almost speechless over this. And I think a lot of the media might feel the same way. It's just, you know, we know what this is. We know the conversation. We know what the various groups are going to say. We know what the various politicians are going to say. We know what's going to come out of it. Nothing. So what are you going to say? We'll keep our eye on it. And if there's any particularly interesting development, for those of you who are leaving the program right now, uh, we'll we'll be tweeting about it. For those of you who get the award-winning fourth hour, have a special guest coming up. Guy who works at a restaurant across the street. Why do I want to talk to him? He's got the most positive attitude of anybody I've ever met in my life, and I want to ask him how he does it. That's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.